The views, opinions, and findings contained in this podcast are those of the host and subject matter experts. They should not be construed as official Department of Defense positions, policies, or decisions unless designated by other official documentation. Hi, welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or CUBIST, a podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. This program is produced by the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, otherwise known as DIVBIC. I'm your host today, Amanda Gano. In this episode of Cubist, I'll be talking with Dr. Donald Marion. Dr. Marion is a neurosurgeon and senior TBI consultant at DIVBIC. Don and I will discuss a study entitled Alterations in Plasma MicroRNA and Protein Levels in War Veterans with Chronic Mild Traumatic Brain Injury by Vikas Guy and colleagues, published in the Journal of Neurotrauma, February 2020. Hi, Don. Thanks for bringing this article about biomarkers for TBI to our attention. What were some of the key findings? Hi, Amanda. Uh, Sure. There are two key aspects of the study that I want to emphasize. First, the study focused on biomarkers that might indicate a remote history of combat-related or BLAST TBI. The mean time from the last TBI to evaluation for the study was 4.6 years. This deviates a little from our usual biomarker reports, which focus on identification of mild TBI early or within hours after the event. The second point is that biomarkers that were looked at were not the traditional protein biomarkers that most of us have focused on. These investigators looked at circulating microRNAs, especially those encapsulated in extracellular vesicles. And they used next-generation sequencing to analyze microRNAs in plasma and plasma-derived extracellular vesicles. The investigators identified 32 microRNAs in plasma and 45 microRNAs in extracellular vesicles that significantly changed in the chronic concussion cohort compared to control groups. This microRNA profile in the mTBI subjects was associated with significantly worse scores on the PTSD checklist military version, or PCLM, the Patient Health Questionnaire 9, or PHQ-9, which is a, a quick assessment for depression, and the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, or PSQI, compared with control subjects. The plasma microRNAs they identified, as well as two serum proteins, could potentially be used as biomarkers of remote blast injury and provide insights into the molecular processes associated with long-term health outcomes associated with blast-related chronic mTBI. Hmm, That's really interesting, Don. I'm familiar with serum proteins like GFAP and UCHL1, but not so much with microRNA and extracellular vesicles. What exactly is microRNA? So, good question, Amanda, and I'm sure you're not alone. I suspect a lot of our listeners are the same. Uh, MicroRNAs are small, non-coding RNA molecules that negatively regulate gene targets by inhibiting protein translation or enhancing messenger RNA degradation. Typically, microRNAs interact with specific messenger RNAs through complementary base pairing to influence the translation or stability of the target messenger RNA molecule. So, in general, a negative or degrading influence. Okay, so what is an extracellular vesicle? Extracellular vesicles serve as carriers of biologically active molecules that can traffic to local or distant targets and execute defined biological functions. They are present in biological fluids and are involved in multiple physiological and pathological processes. 
They facilitate intracellular communication in diverse cellular processes such as immune responses and coagulation. Extracellular vesicles are a relatively newly described additional mechanism for intracellular communication, allowing cells to exchange proteins, lipids, and genetic material. Amanda, I, and, and that was a lot of information. I know it's technical, but I think, it is, I think it's really important that our listeners have some familiarity with microRNAs and extracellular vesicles, because I really do think that they will soon be some of the most important TBI biomarkers, perhaps in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, that's really interesting. They have a lot of different functionality. So how exactly was this study done? 27 Iraq and Afghanistan war veterans from the VA Puget Sound Healthcare System, and that's in Seattle, Washington, with BLAST-related chronic MTBI had physical and neurologic examinations, behavioral assessments, including the PTSD checklist, military version, the patient health questionnaire, nine for depression symptom assessment, the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, and the Alcohol Use Disorders Identification Test, or the Audit C. Veterans with MTBI had at least one blast exposure with acute symptoms that met VA Department of Defense and American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine criteria for MTBI. The mean number of blast-related concussions was 14. Two separate control groups, 11 veterans deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan but with no lifetime history of TBI, i.e. the deployed controls, and 31 age-matched civilian controls or community controls with no history of TBI were also included and and tested in the same manner. Lifetime history of both blast-related and impact-related TBI was obtained. Blood samples were obtained for all participants and analyzed for microRNA and extracellular vesicles. In addition, the plasma proteome was analyzed and showed the concentrations of C-reactive protein and membrane metalloendopeptidase were elevated in chronic MTBI samples. All participants were male. Females were eligible for study inclusion, but no females with blast-related MTBI were enrolled. And that's because uh, they couldn't identify uh, any females with blast-related MTBI in their cohort. So what were the other limitations of this study? The study, uh, Amanda, only included 27 veterans with a history of MTBI, so the sample size is relatively small. It would also have been informative if they would have correlated microRNA levels with the uh, PCLM and PHQ9 scores. They they didn't really do a great job of that. And in general, the manuscript was written at a very technical level and is not easily interpreted by most general practitioners. So it's interesting. They didn't do any specific screenings related to mild traumatic brain injury. All It seems as if all of their screenings were specific to behavioral health conditions. Am I correct? Yeah, that's correct. And in fact, um, as you well know, Amanda, uh, the uh, Neurobehavioral Symptom Inventory, or NSI, is, is sort of the standard or the routine uh, screening measure that we use here at DivBIC for uh, screening TBI patients. And so, yeah, that, that was... Uh, an additional shortcoming, I would think, of, of this of this study. What were the key takeaways from the study? Uh, so, Amanda, this study shows that there continues to be evidence for brain injury years after the last known trauma, and, and that finding is consistent with recent MRI diffusion tensor imaging data that finds long-term microimaging of the white matter after TBI. 
Technology now exists that allows for the reliable measurement of very small quantities of biomarkers and has significantly expanded our understanding of the long-term effects of blast injury. It will be important to follow these subjects for several decades to see if the elevated microRNA and extracellular vesicle levels correlate with the development of neurodegenerative symptoms akin to chronic traumatic encephalopathy, uh, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, or other diseases. It also will be important to correlate acute protective and prevention measures with levels of these biomarkers years after exposure to blast injuries. Thanks, Don. That's really interesting. That was a great summary of a really complicated topic. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, where you can also find links to the articles we discuss and other relevant resources. Cubist is produced and edited by Vinny White and was hosted today by me, Amanda Gano. It is a product of the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, led by Division Chief Captain Scott Pine, Medical Corps, United States Navy. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next time, we'll discuss TBI research getting attention in the mainstream press. 